Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Oh boy, we go to North Carolina for this next story. Um, bit of an adult content warning on this one here. Uh, so you have a girl, girl at the time, uh, who got a civil judgment in a sexual abuse case. Now she can't get it. Yeah, and for the worst possible reason. Um, we've talked about civil asset forfeiture before, but it's been a little while. So just to do a little recapping on this, different states have slightly varying laws on this, but most states have a system in place for what's called civil asset forfeiture. The idea is that if you made a lot of money via criminal activity, they don't want you to have that money to be able to defend yourself because it's ill-gotten gain. It's illegal money so if you're caught, you shouldn't be allowed to use that money to defend yourself in court. It's kind of a version of the Son of Sam law, but this is pre-conviction. And that's a very important thing because the only thing, the only um, criteria that the authorities need is a suspicion that you made the money through illegal activity. You don't have to be charged with a crime ever. You don't have to be convicted of a crime. If, they, if you've got a big pile of cash... And they think that you made that money illegally. They can just take it. And so they do often. Um, and sort of what's get, what gets lost in the mix is you have civil judgments that are ordered in favor of their victims. And sometimes that money wasn't attained illegally. Sometimes it was legal. And they haven't sorted that out yet. But police can take it and keep it but then their victims that are entitled to money from them can't get what they're due because this money has been seized. And that's exactly what happened here. So you have the case of a guy by the name of Mario Alberto Gomez Saldana Jr., okay, um, <laughs> who was, uh, he was charged with sexu sexual abuse in 2019 of a girl who was under the age of 17 at the time. She is now 17. So you got to figure that, uh, you know, that was 2019. That was four years ago. So she was 13 or younger at the time of the abuse. So he was charged with the abuse. Uh, I believe he was eventually uh, convicted of it. But uh, the, while the department was investigating him, they also found out that he was involved in all kinds of other activity. When they raided his house, they found drugs and they found cash and they found all this stuff. That the number, in fact, what they found in cash 
is tied directly to what the victim was awarded here. It was $69,130, which is what they found in cash in this guy's place when they busted him. And they were told, the victim and her and her family were told at the time that that money was going to be kept aside because, and they were told this by a police officer, that that money was going to be kept aside because there was a chance that they could sue for it later because of the, the sexual abuse that took place, which is exactly what they did. And they got a judgment for, for the $69,130, went back to the police and said, where's that money? And the police said, oh, we spent it. Okay, so that's a different problem. That, that's a whole other thing then is what do part uh, what do law enforcement at what point do they get to spend it what's what's the um, standard that has to be met where they get to just keep it because in this case he wasn't charged with any drug crimes so why didn't he get the money back right. or have it kept aside why didn't one of those two things happen and that goes back to the yeah the original point which is you don't have to be charged with a crime ever i mean there are people who have uh I, you know, dana and parks talked about the kansas two-step the thing they just outlawed you know for mm-hmm. for people that are coming over the border from colorado with you know trunks loaded with weed or whatever and if they catch you not only can they take the pot um, but they they can take all the money without ever charging you with any drug crimes. It's just theirs. So even though it sounds horrible and you would think, okay, well, they told her it was going to be her money and then they lied and that's bad enough. But they under civil asset forfeiture law, they didn't have to give a reason why they were taking it. Uh, like you said, even though he wasn't charged with a drug crime. Now, there are systems in place under which if you do lose money via civil asset forfeiture and you weren't doing anything wrong, you can apply to have that money given back to you. But in this case, that guy's not going to do it because he knows he's never he's never going to get it. And in most cases, even with people who apply to have the money refunded, it never is. I asked the dumb question. Why not? Why is the law this way? <laughs> why yeah. Why is it allowed to be this way? And at the very least, the right and left hand need to be talking to each other. Whoever promised this girl that she was going to be given that money yeah. should have said to whoever spent it, hey, keep this money aside because we just promised it to her. And then they said, nope, civil asset forfeiture, it's ours now. And the why is because it gives them a reason to take a lot of money away from you. Um, if they're even suspicious, I mean, if you get pulled over for speeding and you just sold a car to some guy in Colorado, so you're driving back home, they pull you over for speeding, you've got a whole bunch of cash in the car because you just sold a car, and and they see that and they think, oh, well, you must be drug trafficking. We're taking that money. I'm having deja vu. Did we talk about a story where that exact same thing happened in Texas? Yeah, like last year we talked about it Mm -hmm. because I remember that and I remember the other examples about that. Because then it got us into a conversation about the circumstances under which you, without breaking the law, like without doing something wrong, would have in your possession a lot of cash. Because we talked about, John, you sometimes will buy and sell things, you know, and sometimes there's cash involved in that. Right. So how do you then prove if you're being pulled over or investigated? Yes, I got this. I'm, I'm not breaking the law by having this cash so they don't take it. Yeah, well, and, and where it leaves her, again, is is kind of out in the cold because, yes, she still has a $69,130 ju- uh, judgment in her favor, but he doesn't have anything. 
he's broke and now he's in jail. So there's no place they can go to get, to try to get that money out of him. He's already in jail, so what else are they going to do to him? Um, now, uh, let me get to the part. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do. This is an article that came out of Reason.com and said for, uh, forfeiture abuses, because unfortunately there's not a lot of oversight, have mm-hmm. uh, led more than half of U.S. states to pass reforms. North Carolina, they said, passed some of the strongest forfeiture reforms in the country and is one of only four states that allow uh, forfeiture after a criminal conviction based on proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So they've gotten a little closer to it. But even in this case, he was convicted. Even though the money wasn't necessarily related to the conviction, he was convicted so they can still keep the money even under the new rules. I just can't believe at some point, I mean, she would be the ideal person. for Like, where's the nonprofit organization that can take this up on her behalf and sue the government or try to get a different law passed or something because she was entitled to and why did they get to spend it at what point do they get to just say eh, it's ours now finders keepers as soon as he's convicted wow um i don't even know where to go with this but if you have thoughts here 913-586-7798 uh still to come this hour there is um what i consider to be kind of a big name chef uh if you follow follow restaurants who died over the weekend because of an allergic reaction. It is incredibly rare, uh, but if you are allergic to anything, has this ever, have you ever thought about this? Get to this coming up here on KMBZ. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Okay, so when I heard what this chef died of over the weekend, I thought, wow, how often does that happen where you have an allergic reaction to something that is so severe that you go into anaphylactic shock and then die of it? And I've got stats in front of me that show how really rare it is. Um, I have no allergies. It's just something I never have had to think about, about having a reaction to something. But if you have, I just I would be stunned by the fact that this has happened. Um, Michael Chiarello is his name, uh, 61. I know him from being a winemaker and a restaurant owner in Napa, but he's been all over Food Network and he's been around for a long time. And that's what they said. They're, they didn't say what he was allergic to, and I'd really like to know that. Yeah, no kidding. That was the first question I had, and it was really frustrating over the weekend because uh, Jen follows this stuff too, and, and she was telling me all about it. And they said anaphylaxis, and I thought, okay, from? And no one has said yet because you would think, being a chef, that it might have been something he ate. Right. You would assume that. Yeah. Just as easily be a beast thing. I mean, we we don't know. Um, But if that's something that you know about, then, yeah, you'd figure you'd carry an EpiPen on you. But it may very well be. I mean, guys like that who are constantly eating things that they've never had before might have an allergy that they're not aware of until it's too late. And so they never thought, oh, I've got a reason to have an EpiPen. They just didn't know. It's just a really scary idea that you can have an allergic reaction to something that then kills you. And if I'm not mistaken, he was in the hospital for a few days, yeah. like had the allergic reaction several days ago and then died um, over the weekend in Napa. So I looked it up. How often does it happen that you die of an allergic reaction? And this is out of the NIH, so National Institute for Health. Uh, they said up to 5% of the U.S. population has suffered anaphylaxis. Fatal outcome is rare. 
such that even for people with a known venom or food allergy, fatal anaphylaxis is less than 1% of the total mortality risk. So it's, it's incredibly rare. Risk factors vary, you know, depending on older age or risk factor and, and depending on the thing that you're allergic to, you just never hear about it. Yeah. Um, one of the risk factors is delayed epinephrine administration. Like giving giving the, the EpiPen. Yeah. The longer you wait to give the EpiPen, the more likely you are to die of it. And it's just, I mean, as you were alluding to a little bit earlier, it's it's hard to think of that kind of a reaction killing you because, in effect, it's your own body's overreaction that's the problem. So your right. own body figures, okay, we've got to pull out all the stops, go go to the mattresses on this, and and you know use every possible defense. Totally overreacts, and and you end up killing yourself. Your own body ends up killing itself. If you have allergies, talk to me about this nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight because it's one thing for it to be a reaction to something that you know you are allergic to. That's one thing. Um, and then like, do you carry an EpiPen with you? If you're allergic to nuts, if you're allergic to dairy, if, do you always just have that EpiPen with you? And then do you tell people that you're with, this is what an allergic reaction looks like? I don't know that I would know that if I'm out to dinner with someone that's allergic to nuts and they eat nuts, I don't know what, quite frankly, anaphylactic shock looks like. Well, the, that's a real problem, especially as concerns food allergies, because in the initial, it kind of mimics choking. Your throat closes oh, wow. up and, and you can't okay. talk. Uh, yeah, I remember very little of it but I because I was two when it happened, but it was a bee sting. And, and, and so it was the same kind of thing. If you're asking me the question, do I carry an EpiPen? No. And Jen's going to text me and go, see, you should. You totally should. I know, I know, I know. But, um, but yeah, it, it's uh, if you're in a restaurant and you have like a shellfish allergy, and you get a little bit of something in your food that you didn't even realize was there. The first thing that happens is your throat closes up. So everybody thinks you're choking. Uh, okay, talk me through that. So if I see someone choking, I'm given Heimlich or I'm like pounding the back of their their back or mm -hmm. something to dislodge it. In the meantime, I am not giving them the EpiPen. I may be calling 911 if, I'm, if it's not working fast enough. How fast does an EpiPen need to be given to reduce the fatality risk. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. My thought yeah. would just be as quickly as possible, but you're right. I mean, you're doing a lot of things that won't help. Right, that will do you, nothing. <laughs> because you think it's something else. And if it really is, if there, and the reaction is fast. That's the other thing about it is that uh, the only thing that I've had recently was hives from an antibiotic that I was taking. And mm -hmm. from, from looking down at my arm and going, that looks weird, to it just being covered in hives was a minute or two. Yeah, some of you were texting in about the things that you've been allergic to because the other problem with, like, I sort of want to flippantly say, well, should we all carry EpiPens with us? Yeah. well, and In case you have an allergic reaction when you don't know that you were allergic? And the other piece of that question, of course, as you were saying, is how did you find out? Because yeah. most of us find out we are allergic to something when it happens and the reaction's already started. So we're not prepared for it that first time. Let's go, uh, let's bring Dina into the mix and find out what she's got going on. Hello, Dina. Good. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm allergic to sulfur, anything that has sulfur in it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and the way I found out is I went, my mom took me to the doctor and they did an eye culture because there was fluid coming out of my eye and making my eyes oh, wow. stick together. Okay. And my lips were all cracked. It made it look like somebody painted a real bad paint job on my lips 
to where they were cracking. And so that was uh, due to the sulfur. And I'm also, I, I can't drink pineapple juice. So how, how fast is, and how severe is your problem with it? Like if you're exposed to it accidentally, what happens? Uh, I try to avoid it. I buy stuff that doesn't have sulfur. I have someone cited read it to me. Is this sulfur? Is this not? You know. Yeah. And I could take it. Okay. Because it was an antibiotic that did me that way. Right. Yeah. Ear infection. I was going to say, yeah, that's where you run into it a lot is with some medication. Yes. So. Yes. All yeah. Right. Well, be careful, Dina. Thank you. All right. Thanks. You got it. Take care. Um, yeah. If it's that fast, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. And then, and again, I'll come back to you. Like I have a couple of friends that are allergic to shellfish. I have a friend that's allergic to mushrooms. Um, I would not know what to do if I was out to dinner with them. Um, like I know they're allergic and maybe that helps. I, I would wonder, are you having a reaction? Like how, how fast does it happen? Can, can they communicate to me? This is what it is. And like point to the purse. Is there, is there like a sign you can give me to give the pen? And then I come back to the conversation that we had about Narcan, how comfortable am I shoving the EpiPen into somebody's, is it the thigh? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know where it goes. Usually intermuscular, so yeah, thigh is the easiest one because it's such a big muscle. Okay, I've never done that before, and I guess um, in an emergency situation like that, I just figure that's, but again, I've never had training in that. No, but those, uh, the, the self-injectors like that, are so simple. I mean, you put it against their skin and hit a button on the top. That's really it. Uh, there's there's not a lot of training involved. And th- that's another reason why they tell you the thigh, because there's really nothing else around there except for a big, giant muscle. So you're, you're not going to hit anything else by accident. A, lot, a couple of you said food-based allergies are a lot worse than contact allergies. Not surprising. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, th- think of the peanut allergy horror stories that we've heard. I and mean, the one that, that always comes up is the teenage girl that kissed her boyfriend after he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and she oh, yeah. died. So, yeah, it's not surprising to, to find out that the food allergies can be a lot worse. Um, let's go to Terry in Cameron. Hey, Terry. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing all right. What's Hi. going on with you? Well, I got this. Yeah, this is bizarre. I've been. I'm 51 years old. When I was 50. I uh, sit at home one morning. I went to get a shower. Wake up. I a shower. Took a shower. My face and chest and everything swelled up. I couldn't figure out why. I go to the ER. They did all the tests and everything in my heart and me. Said it was my heart. And there it was. Following night, same problem. Woke about four o'clock in the morning. My face, chest, everything beat red, swelled up, highs. Went back to the ER. They kept telling me it was my heart. Did all these heart tests and everything. Nothing wrong. So one night I was watching Fox 4, and they were talking about this Lone Star Tick bite. Kind of find out I got bit by a Lone Star Tick, oh. and their blood interacts with beef and mammal blood. Yep. So if I eat anything pork, beef, beans, cheese, I break out and it's like a shock. Now that I'm 51, I go away with EpiPen and Benadryl. Benadryl is your first kicker. If you can get Benadryl down your gullet first before you hit the pin, you're okay. Yeah. Now I don't know. Okay. I can't eat. I'm out on the road every day. I got to watch everything I eat now. If it's got beans in it, pork, beef, everything, it's horrible. How long I'm has it? Eating. How long has it been? It's been a year and a half. They say you can even stay in your system. You can eat, it'll leave your system, or you have it for the rest of your life. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Is you know, usually if you get to that three or four year mark uh, and you still have it, you probably better get used to it. Yeah, I've had a year and a half now going to, and, and believe it or not, it's a very common thing. Look up the word alpha gal disease. 
is is very horrific and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, now I eat fish and chicken, though I can really eat vegetables. I hope it goes away for you, Terry. <laughs> yes, sir. Take care, man. Thanks a lot. Um, somebody just said the new EpiPens talk to you and walk you through it. Oh, that's cool. They talk to you? As in, okay, that's freaking me out a little like bit. A what do you mean they talk to me? <laughs> I hit the little button and it says, here, find the long muscle that's on the outside of the thigh and that's where you shove it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, we talked about this with AEDs that they show you. There's a diagram on there how to do it. I mean, there's Narcan now shows you how to do it. It just, this just feels really scary and really common <laughs> now. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of you on hold. Um, yeah, I, we can probably squeeze one more in here quickly before the bottom of the hour. Let's go to John and Independence. Hey, John, what have you got going on? Well, about two years ago, I was ruining my route, wasn't paying attention. Uh, I was hungry between two stops or stop. So I ate a couple sour cream coffee cake uh, deals. And then I'd also taken a health pill earlier in the morning. It was a capsule. Well, I'm going down the road. All of a sudden, I notice my eyes are itching. All of a sudden, I notice I'm starting to itch all over. I get to the stop, and I'm trying to unload the truck to bring the stuff in, and I run to the bathroom because I'm itching all over now, and I'm miserable. I look in, and my eyes are closing. I can feel my throat going, and that was the only time this has ever happened to me. I was 65 years old. And I have no idea what caused it. I asked the doctors what caused it. They said they don't know. They said, but you can try eating the, uh, the sour cream coffee cake again if you want to and see if it goes. I said, no, I, I, like, no, I really don't Mine. want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. And the pill, I, I stopped them both. But they told me, the nurse says, all you got to do, this is the instructions on the EpiPen, which I carry every day with me, jam it in your, in your thigh, push the button, and that's it. That was the instructions I got. Wow. But, yeah, it, it hit me all of a sudden, and I was scared to death, and I will, yeah. I went to the hospital by ambulance. I mean, I couldn't see. It was horrible. Yeah, well, it, it's got to be even worse. John, thank you. Yeah, not knowing what it is. So you don't know what to avoid for the next time. Yeah, I, that's that's the, it, it's it's the, you don't know what you're allergic to until the first time you have the reaction to it. Yeah. If you've been in that situation, 913-586-7798, feel free to get in here. Uh, John is going to abandon us for about 15 minutes and then come back to us a little bit later. Uh, so we'll be back with your calls next on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. So the conversation started with news over the weekend that chef and former Food Network host Michael Chiarello had died in Napa, uh, age of 61. If you don't know of him, he was on Food Network. He had done, he'd written several cookbooks. He did Bravo shows, Top Chef, Top Chef Masters. More importantly, he had several restaurants in Napa and was known for his Italian roots and bringing those to restaurants. He died from an acute allergic reaction that led to anaphylactic shock. And um, the NIH says that's incredibly rare, which I thought so. I've never heard of somebody. You hear about allergic reactions a lot. You don't hear very often about somebody dying of anaphylactic shock. And that's what happened. We don't know exactly what he was allergic to. We don't know. And they may not know, quite frankly, if it was something he didn't know that he was allergic to, then um, maybe there was no way to prevent that. We don't know if he carried an EpiPen with him. They do say that the faster you give an EpiPen, um, the more likely it is that you're going to be okay. And so that's probably why the numbers are low is because most people know what they're allergic to until the second that you don't. So we were just taking your calls and your stories about when you've had those really extreme reactions. We'll go to the phones here. Uh, first up, Jenny in Prairie Village. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Hi, longtime listener, first time caller. Thank you very much. Um, I'm in Prairie Village, 75th Street, which is kind of relevant. And I'm a big foodie, eating everything, drank everything my whole life, bee stings, never reaction to anything. So I'm sitting in my living room and my lip feels funny and I'd taken the dogs out and I thought, well, maybe I got a mosquito bite. So I sat there a minute and I went and looked in the mirror and I went, oh, it's really getting red and it's swelling. I don't like the way that looks. And oh, it's just probably a mosquito bite. Sat back down, waited a few more minutes and it got, I went and looked in the mirror and it had gotten bigger. I kind of freaked out. I got in the car and I drove to the that KU Medical uh, Center there as you go into Mission. It's mm-hmm. an emergency hospital. And I walked in. Probably shouldn't have done it, but I did. I walked in, and she goes, oh, dear, what's going on? What did you eat? And I said, nothing. So they go in, and I'm there about 30 minutes, and I think they gave me Benadryl or whatever. And I was about a half hour Nothing else seemed to be changing. She said, well, I think you're good to go home. I walked out, got in the car. I looked up in the rearview mirror to back up my car, and my eyes were swelling shut. Oh, wow. I slammed the uh, car in park, got out, don't even went in, and she went, oh, my God. And the next thing I remember, it was so fast, they had me, put me on a gurney, and this girl said, hang on, you were going to a fast ride to St. Luke's in the plaza. Okay. And at this point, they had a, a oxygen mask on me. My throat had swollen shut. My eyes, my lips, it was it was closed up. And last time I thing I remember was the EMT said, I'm going to do this. And basically, they gave me a tracheotomy wow. before I got to the hospital. Yes. 
<laughs> so what did they find that, out? That, I, pardon me? What did they find out then? I know what it is. I don't I, I don't know if I can say name brands, but um, uh, uh, the weird thing is, well, basically, the, the guy saved my life. I, I would have died, there's no doubt, and was in the ER for seven days. And um, I had an allergic reaction to a... Um, um, medic lisinopril. I don't know what that is. What does that do? It's for blood pressure. Okay. And Got I it. had been, I had been taking it for about eight years and it's still on the market and they still recommend it because they said there's not enough proof that it will affect people that way, but that's, they traced it to that and that's what it was. And wow. and you had never had problems before with it? No. no. That's what's scary. I know. And like I said, I'm a foodie. I eat everything. Drink. That's everything. why I ask, because so am I. And <laughs> and so I wonder about that too. No bee stings, nothing. Wow. And so clearly they've changed it, but sometimes you don't know, but I can it, it was the fastest scariest thing. I mean, that's how fast it was. I just got to my car and was ready to pull out and ran back in. Well, luckily they figured it out and switched you to a different med. One would assume. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Jenny, thanks for the call. I appreciate you getting right. here. Yeah, that is scary when, especially when you're, you consume that thing or take that thing for a really long time and you're not allergic to the day before. And then the next day you are, we'll keep going. Uh, next up, we go to Platte city. Talk to Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jamie. So I've got a little uh, safety rhyme for EpiPens, but I'll tell my story real quick. I okay. have what they uh, call, it's called cold uticaria. And basically, if I go outside in a t-shirt when it's like freezing out, or even mildly cold for that matter, um, my skin will welt up, turn red, and become like really itchy and painful really quickly. It sucks. Okay. Um so what do you do what do you do about that then now that you know that that's the case no then you just you just make sure that like you dress for the cold really well gloves long sleeve shirts hoodies whatnot just don't know what to do about it i've never really looked into it but other than figure out what it's called um so do you know like if you feel cold do you know that that's enough that's going to prompt that reaction um, I mean, I, as someone that works outside, I actually, it, it happens very, fairly often. Um, like if, uh, I'll give you an instance. I went for a motorcycle ride a couple weeks ago. I didn't take a hoodie with me because I didn't anticipate being out past dark, ended up out past dark and was in a t-shirt and it got really kind of cool. And mm -hmm. my arms completely welted up, turned red, they were itchy. Like it, that's how it can happen. So do you carry an EpiPen? No, it's, it's nothing you have to have an EpiPen for. Okay. It's just, it, it goes away on its own. Okay. Um, and then with, the, with that said, since you brought up the EpiPen, the best safety rule for that, or the safety rhyme for that is, is blue to the sky, orange to the thigh, keep your thumb off the top, or boy, you're finna be in a lot of pain. I need that to have a better a better ring to it, a little, a little catchier for me to remember. 
So basically, the orange the orange tip of it goes in your thigh. The blue tip goes towards the sky. And don't ever put your thumb on top of it when you're jabbing that thing because if you jab that thing into your finger, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Is there such a thing as jabbing it too hard? Like, can anything happen if you are too um, I mean, aggressive you jab with it? it? Too hard. I mean, it's, it'll cause a little extra pain to the person you're jabbing it to, but no, not really. But you don't want to jab yourself with it. For sure. For sure. All right, Jacob. Thanks for that one. That was something I didn't know that you could be allergic to. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. Next up, James is in Lee Summit. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, I had the same thing happen to me this year about two months ago with the, the Sprinosol. Uh, I was just uh, in bed and uh, took my medicine. Well, it's a blood pressure medicine. I've been on it for over 30 years. 30 wow. years. Yes. And I lay down and I didn't feel right. My tongue. You know, it was on my tongue. Like I was biting my tongue. So what I did, uh, I got up, looked at it. It was huge. My tongue was huge. So uh, I ended up having to go to the hospital. Ended up in the hospital for like about a week and a half. Uh, the Benadryl stuff wasn't reacting fast enough because I was really my throat was closing on me. I was, you know, I was about ready. But they didn't know give me a trach or not. But lucky they didn't have to. They take you up for medication. But if anyone is on that type of medication, like I said, I was on it for 30 years. And they said that is one of the side effects to that medication. So uh, folks just need to be careful on that. They, they do have other other medications uh, you can use besides that for your blood pressure. But that's one of the side effects to that medication. So just let your wow. listeners be aware of that. James, uh, thanks for the call and good that you learned okay. that. The other thing I wonder about is I have never done one of those tests where they like prick your skin to find out what you're allergic to. I've, again, I've never had to. I've never I've never reacted negatively to something I've I've come into contact with. But if you have, what all does that test for? Um, because you can't test for everything and you're certainly not going to test potentially for medications that you may or may not be on at some point in your life. But what did that catch if you've ever done that? Feel free to get in here. 913-586-7788. Still to come before we wrap up, what are you still using cash for? Uh, they're calling it the cash decline in America that we'll get to to wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Wrapping up our conversation here with you on a Monday, started off talking about the chef Michael Chiarello, who was known for restaurants in Napa, but also uh, had been a host on the Food Network and on Bravo as well with Top Chef. Uh, he died from having an allergic reaction and then anaphylactic shock, which doesn't really happen very often. And it just got me really nervous about particularly somebody who's not allergic to anything, suddenly finding out that you're allergic to something because of the reaction that you have. The other question I threw out there was, I've never done one of those tests of your skin to see if you learn what you're um, allergic to. And if you've done that, I'm curious to know how that works as well. Uh, we'll go back to the phones here. Mike, next up in Oak Grove. Hey, Mike. Hey, I, uh, I've always had an allergy to shrimp. But when I was younger, we would go and have uh, go eat all you can eat boiled shrimp, uh -huh. and I would take Benadryl, and I would be okay. 
<laughs> just well, tempting fate, huh? <laughs> just tempting fate, yeah, but the stuff was good. <laughs> uh, I won't argue with you. I do love some boiled shrimp. Yeah, now 45, my wife had whooped up some shrimp, and uh, I ate a whole bunch of it. She went to a volleyball game she had, and when she came back, I had, like, glands coming out of my armpit. My <laughs> chest felt like I had a rod stuff from one side to the other. It hurt so bad. I couldn't breathe. I was getting hives all over my body, and I told her, I was like, I think we need to go get some Benadryl or something. Yeah. She went down to get Benadryl from Walgreens. It's just right down the street. By the time she got back, I was like, no, we're going to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. I get to the emergency room, and when we're pulling up, I look in, I see all the people sitting there waiting to be seen. I thought, I'm, I'm going to die. But wow. I got back, talked to the nurse, and by the time I said I had shrimp, there was a guy waiting at the door to take me back and jab me with one of them meppy pins. There you go. How, how quickly did it work? How quickly did it bring you back? Um, I'm going to say it probably took maybe five minutes, ten minutes. Okay, that's not too bad. Of course, when no. you think you're going to die, <laughs> 10 seconds is too long. But I'm glad it worked out for you, Mike. We can't afford to lose any listeners. We're glad you're still around. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I, have you ever had anything? Yeah, I know you said you didn't have any allergies, but have you ever had a reaction like that from anything? No, the only thing I, I had a brief reaction to once, and it was just that one time, was coding. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. just, my face kind of broke out from coding one time, and that was it. But I've had it since then, and it's fine. I, we went one time to, there's a big botanical garden thing over in St. Louis. And Jen and I went one time. It was the only time I ever went there. And when we went inside, you know, there's a lot of it outdoors, obviously, because it's flowers and stuff. Mm -hmm. When we went inside to the big area where they have everything in there, something hit me. And I don't know what it was, but immediately it was like, I'm having trouble breathing. I need Benadryl now. Thankfully, that took care of it. Wow. Again, this is so scary to me that you that you're okay and then you're not. You didn't know about the thing and then suddenly yeah. you consume the thing or come in contact and then it's bad. And there it is. Uh let's wrap this up here with Belinda in Shawnee. Hi, Belinda. Hi. Hey there. What's on Hi. your mind? Um, so regarding the um allergy test, I call it a prick test. I've done it twice. Um, I've done it on my back and on my arm. So the initial test is for um, environmental allergies like grass, different trees that you could be allergic to. Um, what it is, is they will prick your skin. It won't hurt. Um, and they will insert like little oils of different types of trees and fall into your skin. And then if you well up or if it, if it turns red or if it's sore or anything, then you're allergic to that specific grass or pollen or tree. Yeah. Um, as far as the nuts and all that, I've never tested for that because it's a different set of tests. Um, the trees for the, or the, the prick for the environmental, it's 21 little dots in your skin. And out of those 21, I tested 18 for positive allergens. Wow. So, uh, yeah. so you keep uh, the, the, do you keep an EpiPen with you all the time? No. So the environmental one, you don't need an EpiPen. Oh, got um, it. Okay. My, my brother is allergic to nuts and he has the EpiPen. But for me, I just suffer through like spring and fall. 
Um, and I just take allergy medicine before and after I'm outside. Gotcha. All right. Well, best of luck wow. to you, Belinda. Stay safe. All right. You too. Take care. Thanks, Belinda. I appreciate you getting in. Um, so we may come back. Actually, let me mention really fast um, the latest out of Israel for the person who's mad at us that we haven't talked about it enough today. ABC News has had it every hour, but whatever. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu is addressing, the nation is addressing Israel as we speak. And I'm just watching Twitter for updates about it. So far, not a lot's coming out of it that's new, just that Hamas fighters are still inside Israel. Shocking, no one whatsoever. But just we're starting to get a little bit more in terms of updates about airspace and how it's affecting other countries that we're hearing about. Yeah, and, so. and there there have been some pretty significant troop movements reported uh, to the tune of about 300,000 that have headed toward that uh, that line of demarcation between the Gaza Strip and the rest of Israel. But, um, it, you know, nothing yet is happening. However, the threats are coming hot and heavy. Hamas is also going to give something of a, I don't know if you can call it a press conference, but there will be a statement <laughs> from them in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I know, doesn't it sound weird? Well, Hamas it's had a, a weird press thing. conference today. Yeah. Uh, and yet... The, the Taliban's going to have a press conference. <laughs> right, right. So there will be a statement from them as well. What we know is that... The the threats that are coming from that direction now are along the lines of if there is any Israeli incursion into the Gaza Strip or any further Israeli incursion into the Gaza Strip, that they're going to start killing hostages. Great. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. So I'm just insider paper is a Twitter account that I follow a lot. Uh, they said Hamas officials says they are open to talks over a truce with Israel. I don't know how open Israel is going to be to that. Mm -hmm. And then this is the kind of stuff that hits you. So Israel's home front command is instructing residents across Israel to prepare safe rooms for a three-day stay, including a first aid kit, flashlight, food, and water. Just to see preparing safe rooms as if everybody just has one in their house, mm -hmm. I guess. If you if you live there, you do. Um, because they're not going to be able to get to you for three days if something happens. Well, yeah, and uh, you know the, the worry is not that there's any direct reason to fear that this is going to happen or that this is imminent right now. But the fear is, as it has been in the past, that with a, a perception elsewhere in the region that Israel is occupied right now. Uh, and when I say occupied, I don't mean like occupied territory. I mean, that they're, they're distracted because of what's going on with Hamas and in the Gaza right now. And some of the protests that are going on in the West Bank, which has also been largely shut off, um, that, you know, Lebanon is going to see weakness and say, oh, well, now might not be a bad time to cross over the northern border into Israel or that somebody else in the region may try something, um, especially if there is a particularly uh, brutal response from the Israelis, more so than we've seen already. I mean, at what point does Egypt start to get a little nervous about what's going on there? I mean, this the fear is that this will spread. Again, no direct evidence that that's imminent at this point, but it's certainly a worry that they've got to be talking over the desks about in Washington right now. Uh, yeah, you told me earlier 300,000 troops yep. are getting ready around Gaza, which is not a good sign of things to come. Did you hear anything about a warning that this was coming over the weekend? No. Did we know anything until this happened? No. And, and the that it was coming? And the Israelis apparently didn't either, that, uh, that this was all very quiet and that uh, whatever support that they got in terms of equipment from Iran went around the other way into the Mediterranean, through the Suez and into the Mediterranean and came in uh, off the water. So it, it wasn't anything that traveled through Israeli territory to get to Gaza.
scary. Yeah, ABC News, as I was saying that, as if they're listening, they just put up a timeline kind of of how things had happened here um, over the course of the weekend. So we'll see what else comes out of his remarks here and certainly bring you the latest uh, as we go through the day and we'll check back with you tomorrow. All right, we'll turn this over to Dana Wright. Be back with you tomorrow here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.